<clears throat> when you've crushed it like that, what else do you do, I guess? I guess. So, hey everybody, John Troutman here. I'm here with Devin Voss. We, uh, we are here at the Truth or Comfort podcast. It's been a minute since we've done one of these. In fact, the last one, I think, was with you. Cool. So, I was just saying, I think the bar's been set so high that we have to bring you back and hopefully mess this one up. So then we could lower the bar for other people to come back in. Guaranteed. <laughs> That's probably why you put glue in my coffee when I got here. We'll just have it cut in and out. What's up? Raise Devin's mic. Oh. Raise the mic. There you go. Better. So um, the last podcast that we did together was was really one of the best ones, if not the best one we've done. And we got a lot of response from people, a lot of comments, uh, specifically about kind of some of the things that you do on a daily basis, the routines that you uh, you do and you have. So I was hoping that we could talk about some of these habits that you have, sure. what you do on a daily basis, what makes what makes you run at the higher level that you're at. Like just if you could go into some of those details. And again, if I didn't tell you guys here in the Valley, he runs a Thomas Title. Thomas Title is the company that we use, and I'll talk about that here more in a minute. But yeah, please, sure. I really just break my day into three parts. The first, you know, between four and seven in the morning is, you know, what I have blocked out for what's called my miracle morning, right? Which is uh, a book that I read and I adopted all the principles in there. So it goes my miracle morning, MIT, and then white space. And I'll break that down. So miracle morning is essentially going to the gym, doing my affirmations, you know, starting my, you know, my morning, you know, Bible devotion. Uh, focusing on myself, right? Uh, writing my journal, looking at my vision board, blah, blah, blah. Uh, the next is MIT. So I make a list of all the things that I need to do today that's going to get me closer to my five-year vision and or uh, my quarterly or monthly goals. And what are three things I could do today to push me closer? That's what MIT stands for, most important tasks. And I won't move on to anything else until I get those three done that day and then white space is essentially what i call red time is non-income producing time right that's checking emails that's you know reading a blog whatever it may be so i try to start off my day with investing myself then going to green time which is you know income producing going towards my goals and then going to red time which i call white space so that's kind of how i structure my day and i've been doing that for the last couple of years and uh it's working you know People like you and I, we wake up early and we try to get the some of the hardest things done before, you know, anything can happen. Contractors can call you, right? You can get on a bad conference call, whatever it may be. So I try to focus on those things before I go on throughout my day. I, I like it. So it's broken up into three things. I, I think a lot of, I think the first part is really good. Uh, do you listen, have you listened to Jim Quick? No. So he says some very similar things like, in the morning, setting your intention, making sure that you have your devotion to your yourself, not checking your phone. Right. Basically, the first hour of the day is dedicated to you, meditation, whatever yep. whatever that looks like to each person, your time to focus on, like you said, your goals, uh, you know, your devotion. Well, here's the deal, right? You know, I, I think most people start their day in a defensive approach right and i think if you wake up early invest in yourself and you focus on things that are going to get you closer to your short and long-term goals 
you're being you're on the offensive approach, right? And you know, if something hits me, you know, at ten o'clock uh, in the morning, that's okay. You know, let's say whether it's an employee that leaves or you know something's gone wrong on a job site, that's okay because most of my day is already done by then, right? Uh, my MIT, my Miracle Morning, that's done. Um, and everything else there is, you know, leading people, right? Which is my biggest responsibility, right? Whether it's with the boss company or Thomas Title, um, that's that. And then the rest is white space. And, you know, some days I'll finish all my white space at two o'clock. So I'll sit there and I don't know if you saw me writing down my day at a glance, I'll start working on the next day. What are, you know, and just keep going. So I can fit in two or three days in one day just by being very intentional and not worrying about the red time. And here, look, in terms of habits, one of my coaches told me earlier this year, and if this is repetitive, please let me know. They said, carry a journal around all of January. What do you hate about what you do? And what can you delegate? So literally for the entire month of January, I wrote down a list of all the things that I don't like to do. He goes, congratulations, there's your new job description for somebody. Bada bing, bada boom. So that way I could delegate, um, you know, go into my post net box, go in, you know, delegate all these things that are what I call red time. And I can really focus on my highest and best use, which is, you know, leading, recruiting, stuff like that. So red time is being the time that you, the stuff that you don't want to do. Yeah, that and it's not revenue producing. Got it. Right. Red, so green, for green, obviously producing yeah. money. That so for you and I, you know, it may be raising capital and submitting LOIs. That's green time, right? That's what's going to make us money. Red time is, you know, checking emails, doing accounting, reviewing bookkeeping, um, stuff like that. Okay. I'm going to switch it up. Hit me. So you, you talked about one book, right? What are your three top books that people should listen to or read? that are listening right now, right? That you would recommend sure that want to improve their game, step up, step it up, like get more out of yeah. their life, their business. Sure. Look, I, I've, I've read more self help books than, than anybody else. Number one is the book of Proverbs hands down, right? That you'll find everything you need to know in that book. Second is never split the difference. Um, and third would probably be relentless by Tim Grover. Okay. And you know, we can sit here and work out, our physical bodies and so forth, but really it's the did mental. Did you just look at my arm when you did that? Why do you have that tattooed on you? No, just that my arms are kind of kind of big. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting there. Um, why did you? Why did Gary? Why did you make that face when I said that? You're gonna get pulled into this now. <laughs> okay, I would say those are the three. Okay, uh, um, I never split. The, so here's the thing, right? Um, the Bible for obvious reasons. That's, that's where, that's where my heart is. Second, you know, never split the difference. It's about communication and how to really negotiate at the highest level. And that could be with your spouse. That could be whether it be with your team, contractual, whatever it may be. Um, it's how to phrase certain things. And I think we should never stop elevating our communication skills. Right. right? Uh, and then the third one, relentlessness is, or relentless is the mental toughness it takes um, and Tim Grover, Grover is the one that uh, was the mental coach for Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, of that like. And really, you know, for us to wake up, be high-producing, be self-disciplined, it's really a mindset. So that would be my three that come off the top of my head. Got it. Okay. Well, those are three great ones I um, I will be listening to. So I do want to I do want to talk about uh, a couple things. Sure. And, 
Um, one, for people that are listening, like I want, I think one of the first books that you t- told me about was Giftology. Ah, yeah. Yeah. And uh, I don't like for those of you that are listening, <laughs> like I, I work with different title companies um, throughout the valley. You've, you never asked for my business. So is that, was that part of the deal? Like, I'm just curious, like you, you took care of me better than any of the title companies that I work with, but you never said, Hey John, can I have your business or how can I earn your business or anything? It was like, you were just such a good person. I was like, I man, I got to give this guy the business. Yeah. I mean, look from the title company side, look, we have two of the best escrow officers, you know, in the Western United States, hands down. Um, there's, there's not even a question. So they're the Michael Jordan, right? You put the ball in their court, the escrow in their court, it, it, it'll be taken care of. Yeah, your team is phenomenal. From your perspective, I saw someone that may have shared the same core values that I did, right? And I get very frustrated with the lack of integrity. You know, everybody talks a big game. Um, for me to find someone that has the same core values that I do, and uh, I kind of saw that in you. So that's why I started just putting, and I think I said this last time, positive deposits in your life. Right. Right. Um, and it wasn't really from the perspective of a title company. It was really, hey, how can I invest in this person's life and whatever comes from it comes from it. Whether it be title, that's cool. Right. Um, whether it be a friendship, even better. So for me, that was the avenue. And that's how I've done it with, you know, all 25 of, you know, my largest accounts is that just put positive deposits in their life. And, um, you know, and giftology is something very meaningful to me. And this is how it works is I have a list of my top 50 favorite people in my life. And I have a list of my top 25 clients at Thomas, right? What I think so often we do is we get so caught up busy, right? We always make that excuse, right? Um, You know, I I haven't talked to my brother-in-law in a long time. You know, I've been busy. Every Monday, and I'll show you this, every Monday I have time blocked for two hours from 9 to 11. That's part of one of my MITs. That's one of my most important things I can do is call, text, send a note. I did it to you today, yes? Yep. Right? Yep. And give a random gift. Um, I try to do 52 a year, and it could, could just be small. It could be a Travis Matthews shirt. It could be, you know, I did. I gave you metal coasters once, yeah. right? Yeah, it could be a cash flow shirt too. Could. It could. (laughs) And the whole idea is just to surprise that person. Um, You know, one of my core values is being generous, right? It's it's one thing to say, but it's another thing to actually do it. But just like anything else, you got to be intentional about it, right? Right. So my Monday, kind of my theme day is to focus on myself and my VIPs. And that's what I do. Um, That's where I picked up kind of giftology. Um, I look through there and I just try to find who do I need to invest in and give a random gift to um, just to lighten their spirits? Because I think we always make the excuse of doing it during Christmas or a birthday. Um, but if you do it spontaneously, I think it's much more of a wow factor. Got it. Uh, no, I agree. I like it. I, I like your – it's not even your thoughts. It's the actions that you put behind it. So that's how we – for listeners, that's how we became uh, – our company became – customers of Thomas title, really customers of yours because you represent right. Thomas title. Okay. You did mention something. I kind of want to talk about it. All what? right. Let's do it. Okay. You, you were talking about, we, we were talking about it earlier and you kind of just brought it up again. So we were talking about 
people that put out like I've got called out on social media before, like when I'm posting a project and, or talking about a project. Yeah. People say stuff like I want to see, you know, let me see how many properties you have or let me see name your LLCs. And I don't mind doing it, but I'd rather not put it out on social media. So I have them send like DM me and I'll send you the LLC stuff. If that's what you, if that really kind is kind of like a validation. Yeah. You yeah. want to, it, it, that's for, for people that are listening. Like if you want to, from a standpoint of, I don't know, like taking advice from somebody or listening to somebody talk about, you know, our industry, which is real estate. You want to make sure that you validate that. And what we were talking about earlier, walking down the street to the other project was, so many people say they have money or they're going to do this deal and then they don't deliver. So that that's happened twice recently on a deal of mine okay. where people say that they're doing something and they don't. So you have it's a lack the, of integrity, right? It's, it's a lack of integrity. And I think what really it is, is people may have good intentions, but once you take them serious, and then they're, I think they, they fall short because right. they didn't know they were getting past the gate. Like, right. hey, I'm, I'm all up for listening. But at the end of the day, you just, you just wasted a day or a week or whatever when I could have been talking to someone that actually was serious about it. Because it's these investments are good investments. I try not to do bad investments. Otherwise, I wouldn't be in business. I mean, here's, right? a, here's the deal, right, for anybody doubting, right? I, I believe in trust but verify. I've been burnt enough times that you could trust good people but verify. And I think I called you, what, three months ago, and I said, John – do you have any idea that you're like in the top 25 uh, commercial property owners in A5251 and A5257? And you're like, oh, really? And some of the properties that you have, because like I work at a title company, I can pull this stuff, right? And you guys literally have some of the best locations uh, for commercial real estate. And those are two of the top zip codes. Uh, A5251 is the, you know, you sit down with the mayor. He, that's the epicenter for Arizona. A5257 has been selected by a top firm. Is, a, is a, one of the top is uh, growing zip codes in the United States. Right. Um, so yeah, you're verified. Um, there's no question about that. I, I appreciate, I, I, I truly wasn't looking for a plug, yeah. but I, I do appreciate that. Well, my, cause look, my, some people are going to doubt you, right? Because like the, there's a lot of, you know, other people that, you know, it could be a guru or, um, you know, coaching stuff like that. Right. And, you know, I'll go out there and put my neck on the line and say, yeah, validate it. Right. And here's the proof. Um, and I think, and I think that's important to do it. So, so I think that's maybe the bigger piece that I want to talk about. I know I make, I poke fun of, of in a few of the videos that I've done about people saying, "Hey, look what I've done," but what right. they're showing you is assets. Uh, excuse me, liabilities, not not assets that are producing income. They're cars, or yeah. you know, maybe their personal residence. Here's, it's more of showing off, and you very seldomly see anything that they're working on currently. Right. And, you know, one person even here in the valley, they I think they show like a four thousand dollar check every you know couple times a year, but that's not providing the lifestyle that you're living. It's it's false. And all I'm trying to do is get people to pay attention. Like, what are you buying into? What are you paying attention right. to? That, yes, that person's successful in real estate. Probably not as much as they are in the most uh, of it's from W two income, right? It, it could be from selling something, right? I mean, a lot of these people that have these cars. They buy these things with ordinary income, right, from a salary or from a consulting gig, stuff like that. To, what I see the ultra-successful people do is they buy these uh, cars and lavish trips through passive income. 
Right. Right. I mean, one of my investors recently, they I mean, <laughs> they actually rented out a portion of the Great Wall in China and did a private dinner. And that was that wasn't, you know, a high affluent attorney or broker that was making a half million dollars a year, you know, allocating that to do that. They did that based off passive income. Right. And that's what my philosophy right now is. And I think that's what you're trying to teach everybody is convert, convert your ordinary income into passive income. Right. I mean, I think I just shared with you. I mean, I, I'll get some, you know, serious commission checks coming in rather than spending that or, or saving it. I'm going to go buy something. Right. Right. Go buy, a, you know, whether it be a little condo, another little apartment or another little, you know, commercial center and just do that enough times. Right. I mean, and just start converting that income. Yeah. I, well, that's where it's all at. So, but that just I want to touch on what you just talked about, too. But going back to it, like I think for the most part, people buy into someone's marketing program of get rich quick in real estate. And, and uh, I tell people, if that's what you're looking for, we're, we're not the company that you want to work with because you're going to actually have to do some work. It's uh, I'm not going to sit here and tell you I've worked, you know, 23 years and it's been super easy in real estate. You, it's challenging. You have challenges, but you're going to have challenges in anything that you do. I enjoy the challenges and I enjoy the create the creativity that I get. I, I, you know, the people that you get to work with, uh, you know, you get to pick and choose basically who you're working with on a right. daily basis. So to me, it's, it's uh real estate's been a game changer. And I think it is for a lot of people, but that get into it, it's just sticking with it and going through that process. Again, looking at and talking to people that actually do it and look at the signs. Like I always say success leaves trails and not at trails of skid marks or burning out. Like look at the projects, what these people post, pay attention. That's all I'm saying is like, look at what's going on. What are they, what are they, um, what are they selling you? Are they selling you a program and do they actually do it? Yep. And for me, the, and for me, I, I see a lot of people doing it. It's also how you do it too. Oh yeah. Because reputation is everything. You should protect your reputation like gold. You know, um, I, I know one of the top syndicators, definitely in the state, um, possibly in the Western United States. Every, but he's he's one of the most disliked guys. He's burnt every bridge, right? Yeah. Um, and that and that's tough. It's it's how you do it. You you do things with polish, right? Elevate each other. Right. Um, I think that's crucial. Is how you do it as well. So I'm going to shift gears a little bit. Yeah, we're, sure. We are talking about that. Let's let's talk about what, what deal are you working on right now that you're most excited about? Deal most – well, I lost out on a 44-unit apartment building last week, um, which, may have been a, which may have been a blessing in disguise. I got outbid, but I stayed real diligent to my underwriting. Um, Never chase the deal. Don't get emotionally yeah, attached, it was, right? It was probably a good thing. Um, overall, cause I, I wasn't going to, you know, increase any further. The one I'm most excited right now is I'm buying a little property, probably a half mile from your office where we're shooting this. And, uh, it's just a small little aplex, but it's in one of the nicest locations and it's off market. And I think there's upside there for my family and I to hold long term and meanwhile collect cash flow reap the benefits of depreciation but really it's in one of the best parcels i think in the submarket and i think if we just sit on it um the cash flows and we make some capital improvements i think 
we can do some good things. Cash flows, huh? Yeah, I love the slogan, by the way. Uh, it's the oxygen for financial freedom. It's true. It, it, uh, it 100% is. I, I love that uh, you like it. So, yeah. So, as far as these assets that you're looking at, are they all like multifamily? What What are you looking at right now? Like what kind of pro- – so this eight, eight plex is your most – the one that you're most excited about right now yep. that you're getting ready to close on or and it's smaller than what I like. Usually Apex is yeah, nice y- though. Y- usually my you know, usually the sweet spot's between twenty five and ninety nine units, right? I think that's the sweet spot. Um, but this one the the location is just so prime where right? I, I don't wanna miss that opportunity. I think it's so overlooked because at one point it was an assisted living facility. Um, and it's off market. I think it's just one thing that, you know, I could pick up uh, hold with my family and, and uh, really just sit on it. Okay, so cash flow properties, yep. multifamily. I think you're looking at some medical too. Yeah, I think medical office space is an overlooked sector for a couple reasons. Um, you know, my family owns a couple office buildings up in Colorado, and I like medical because you know. With the baby boomers, you tr- you know you look at the trends. That's where it's going, and real estate cyclical. A lot of these doctors will personally guarantee these leases, so it's my way of risk mitigation for my wealth and my family's wealth to look at some of these medical office buildings where the doctors you know sign personal guarantees in case things go sideways. You know at least you still have that income coming in and. Uh, it's just a, another way to risk mitigate. Right. So, yeah, we do. We're finishing some medical right now, too. So you, you've done or doing some syndication? Yes. Um, how's that going for you? Why don't you explain, if you could explain <laughs> it, but you're laughing. Well, it's just been humbling. I mean, look, I it's just been humbling. I A couple of years ago, I had a, a few people take a shot on me. And, oh, yeah. Let's talk about that. Oh, quick. boy. They took a shot. They, they gave you some money. Yeah, they did. Did you, did you deliver? So I did a couple. <laughs> uh, well, during the recession, I bought a couple of little single family homes by myself. And for me, it was, you know, rather than putting my money in a 401k, I said, hey, look, you know, these are half a million dollar homes that were on yard sale. Pick them up. I sold them and, you know, I sit on cash and. You know, I, I wanted to get into to bigger deals, and one way to do that was through syndication. So I did a little friends and family play uh, with a property down in Chandler. Okay. And what we tried doing was a, you know, my biggest thing is how are we going to be different, you know? And so we tried to apply a hospitality style management, and we crushed it. And you know, we bought right. We had the right team, right broker, right management, right philosophy, um, right marketing stuff. Just you know really loving on the residents we ended up selling that and I returned a lot of money back to my investors um, and now it, you know they want to double down triple down and you know, right. that's a good thing and that's where I've been really picky and selective on that next investment because I want it to be a home run I know nothing's gonna be perfect but I do want it excellent because um, that's part of my philosophy and if I have to be patient then that's what I'm going to do because it's not about – I have a fiduciary duty to protect them. Um, and, you know, these are people that I love and smoke cigars with and, you know, see it, it Thanksgiving, right? And that's very important to me. Um, but, yes, we absolutely we absolutely crushed it. You know, 
it's he's, being, he's being pretty modest. Like he absolutely annihilated yeah. it on it. So yeah. congratulations, you. you should be celebrating that stuff. We did. Yeah. It's it's been uh it's been super humbling and you know, for your listeners or for you or for anybody else, I had so many people telling me I was too young or I couldn't do it. Um I mean I, I there's this one girl in particular, she's just like, Oh, my husband's a commercial broker, you're overpaying for this. I'm like, I only bought it for like what seventy five thousand dollars a door in Chandler, and I sold it for one hundred and fifty a door. Wow! And yeah. you know, so it's just sounds like you overpaid, right? So for me, it's just sometimes you got to go with your gut, and I have that little chip on my shoulder. Um, I love them doubting me because I it it challenged me every day to do something different. Right. Right before I'd go to dinner with my fiance, I'd go down to the property and just go pick up trash real quick, you know, on the way to dinner or go, you know, just do something, hose off the, the sidewalk. So, um, I say take some of the criticism and doubt and catapult that into waking up early and being relentless towards doing something unique. That's what I would say. I, I like it. I like it. Last time you were here, oh. I ended it with you know, hot seat. Uh, a little bit, but I had you basically say like you 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 did the putting deposits in people's life. That was your takeaway for people. Mm-hmm. Th- this time, I'm going to keep it more real estate related. Let's okay. Like for people that are looking at getting started in real estate, right? Real estate investing. What would be? And I, we haven't talked about any of this, so I am kind of putting you in the yeah. Hot go seat. for it. Um, what would be some tips that you would um, share with them, like? however many you could think of like a couple yeah two, three tips Let's that roll. you would share with them to make sure that they're on point with with their real estate investing yeah a couple things right is one you got to get educated that's number one right you can't put your own your own money at risk and other people's money at risk if you're not willing to get educated right right um my thursdays are blocked out uh, all i do is read Thursdays, that's that's my theme day. I, I read syndication books, self-help books, the Bible. That's my theme day, right? It's just to educate. And I take notes and I try to apply those things to either whether it be my business or uh, myself. That's one. Second is you you got to build a team and you got to build the right team. Right. And you got to invest in your team, right? I chased my broker, as he loves to say. I chased him because he, he was a good man. He was a good family man. I wanted to do business with him. He had a great reputation and I'm probably his one, two, or three top client. Uh, I know I'm his favorite. Um, so you got to build a team, right? I'm not the smartest guy in every room, and I'm very proud of that. Um, my property manager, uh, I, he's one of the best guys I know, super humble, and he actually personally owns some of the largest apartment buildings out here. And no one would know that he, the guy is worth a fortune. And he was my property manager. And oh, nice. Absolutely. So I just kind of rolled my property into his portfolio, and that's part of the reason why we succeeded. Do you know how many years and decades of experience and failures and ups and downs that he brought to the table to my team? Right. So you got to build a team. You got to be educated, um, and you got to be different. Right. Whether it be the style, the communication, uh, find out how you're going to be unique. Uh, I, I think that's that's very important, and really just be love, right? Whether it be with your residents, um, your brokers, be polished in everything that you do. It's such a small industry. You know, you want to make sure that you protect your reputation. Um, 
and you know a couple other ones would be make sure that you could double down on a location you know follow net migration that's one of my biggest metrics is follow net migration jobs um, and double down on a great location high traffic count and you know if you're buying something have your team part of the buying process i see too many of these institutions they buy it and then they hand it over to a property manager and the property manager says, how are we going to achieve $2,000 a month in rent? Right. You know, have everybody part of the process. So everybody's on the same, on the same page. You're the quarterback, right? And you know, everyone else is an offensive lineman or, you know, wide receiver or playing defense for you, whether it be in an insurance or, um, attorney. So you're the quarterback, you dictate the expectations, follow up in writing. Um, but you got to be educated and you need a, a stellar team. No question. For, for sure. I think a team having the right team and having the right people, no cancers. And look, the, the biggest one, and you know, I, I would, this is part of where I started to brand myself is if you mess up, raise your hand, acknowledge it and move on. Right. Yeah. And that's, that's the big thing. Hey, this was my bad. I messed up. Let's rock and roll. And I think people appreciate that a lot more than, you know, hiding the books or, you know, getting mad or being insecure or pointing a finger. Hey, you know, and as the leader, as the quarterback, sometimes you got to raise your hand and just say, hey, look, we made a mistake because collectively we move on, right? Let's rock and roll. I, I, I like it. I like it. I appreciate you coming on today. Hey, anytime, man. Happy to be here. Happy birthday. Oh, yeah. Don't look. I know. I'm getting old. <laughs> I'll still kick some ass, though. Yes, I yes, you can. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Hey, you guys, uh, another episode of truth or comfort here uh appreciate you coming on today it was my birthday treat that you came on so i yeah. appreciate it yeah. you keep surprising me here yeah. i had no idea again <laughs> i want to start meeting you at starbucks <laughs> is this mobile brandon we could take this on the road right all right yeah starbucks it is oh boy <laughs> cool. we'll do it right in there all right hey thanks everybody uh thank you for coming on of course. all right shake and bake shake and bake oh, this is